0: welcome to the weekend edition of the modern maker podcast we have chris here from four eyes woodworking how's it going and mike from modern builds what's up great intro well you know i'm i'm a pro and from (laughs) what i understand before we continue with a little bit of friendly banter about our, our weekend plans uh we're gonna be this is gonna be followed up by an interview that chris has with another chris chris who are you interviewing
1: so I'm interviewing another Chris. So it's gonna be Chris and Chris. It's gonna be a confusing one. And it's uh Chris, or I guess Christiana. She says her name actually in the interview. She'll she'll explain we talk about our names a little bit right in the beginning. But yeah, from the channel Get Hands Dirty. Um really cool. Really to, cool channel. Yeah, I've been watching yes. her for a long time. Um, yep. you know, we shot a couple emails back and forth a few months after I got into it and uh it was cool to finally get to talk to her. So that was the this was the first time that I actually spoke to her in real time, so You'll get to uh, listen to that awkwardness as we experienced it.
2: That's awesome. Me and Christiana <laughs> kind of came out literally like at the same time, making videos like within a month of each other. So we're kind of like homies in that way. Yeah. We kind of re- we each kind of like got a couple milestones, like our first thousand and ten thousand, kind of take like right, real parallel with each other. So yeah,
0: you're like, yeah, you're like the same freshman class together.
2: Exactly. Yeah, we're like the set. We're like the third generation of YouTubers. You know.
0: Yeah, she does really awesome stuff. Yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah. Looking forward to hearing the interview. And uh, what are you guys' weekend plans? Hit it, Chris.
1: Oh, boy. I am going to <laughs> Sizzler. I, could... no, I don't know. Nice. <laughs> Do it. they still have Sizzlers? There we is got one. A, There's one out here. The we old Western Sizzler? Western? Yeah.
2: Oh, that's what we have. We don't have anything called Sizzler. We have Western Sizzler. I never think that's been to different. one, but bu- are they buffets? Is a Sizzler yes. a buffet? Yeah, that's man. what it is. I bet it's just rebranded out here to make it sound Western. a little more oh, like. Man. They weren't and just a the buffet. Just... They have like they had a buffet option Okay, too. yeah, I've never been to one, but it's like the classic, uh, like after church, you it was go like there. The,
0: it was like Applebee's before Applebee's
2: existed. Ooh, the OG I've Applebee's. I've never been
0: to an Applebee's. Well, you're not missing
2: much. I've only been a couple times. Yeah, I, I'm a big TGI Fridays type of guy. No. Uh,
1: man. Should we mention our sponsors, <laughs> no, 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 Applebee's, no, TGI Fridays, and Sizzler? Another no yeah, Adam slides
2: for Mike. <laughs> I just love that that little scene in the movie Click with Adam Sandler where they're talking about going and like getting out of this meeting so they can go do shots at TGI Fridays. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about?
1: I've not watched that movie. But Mike, have you seen White oh, man, man Can't that's Jump? Oh good. Uh,
2: no. A little See, before my time, one, I a, guess.
1: There's a big sizzler scene in a in White Man Can't oh. Jump.
0: So what we're saying is that our generic American restaurants are tied into movie references from our generations.
1: That's just, yep, pretty boom. much. <laughs> <laughs> all all right.
0: right. Other than that, weekend plans.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Somebody else, man. All I'm doing sizzlering it up apparently.
2: Uh, this weekend, I'm just going to be building those Gaga pits. I'm going to be. I'm I'm assuming obviously because we're recording this a little bit in the past I have yet to weld at the time that I'm saying this I'm imagining I'm going to come across a complication or two in the process <laughs> so I've set aside a little extra time for that so I'm, I'm I'm assuming I'm still welding if not great I hope I'm not
1: he's ahead but of schedule
2: yeah yeah exactly if you're listening to this and I'm not welding then congrats to me because I'm ahead of schedule congrats what about you Mike. Ben yeah right. <laughs> you did great
0: I you will working- did great I will be working on a piece for the upcoming gallery show that I have. Nice. Um, so it's hard to describe what it is, but I'll tell you some of the steps, and hopefully they'll build intrigue. and I'll be, as usual, uh, posting clues to what I'm building on my Instagram stories. So I bought a giant antique armoire, which is going to be where this part starts. So I'm not starting from raw material. I'm actually starting with a finished antique. Mm. Um so it's right now. It's in the back of the car. It weighs over hundred pounds. It's huge. Uh, it's very ornate and Victorian looking. Hmm. Uh, it, is it in it, like
2: pristine shape or is it a little, uh, little worn?
0: It's in good shape. It's not actually. I don't think that old. I think it's like a. Uh, it's an expensive replicate. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's an expensive replication of a of a real antique. So cool. it's well made. It's a. It wasn't cheap. Right. Um, and it's in good shape, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it was meant to look a little bit older than it is with sort of, you know, the antiquing stains kind of things. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll be working on that at the Autodesk build space. So they have Ooh, a big room. That's another room. hint. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they have a big paint room, which is awesome. Um, cause it's like massive and it's like walk-in <laughs> spray booth that sucks yeah. all the air. So for sanding paint for something, you know, sanding some of the finish down for this, uh, it'll be nice having that sort of, you know, air dust removal and air uh, purification. And then I'll be spray painting it all white. And I think that's probably as far as I'll get this weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think you might get some, I might
2: drop a few other hints about what I'm going to turn it into. Sweet. Just getting out of your comfort nice. zone a little bit, huh? Always. Nice.
1: All right, should we uh, pop into the interview?
2: Let's yeah, get it. Take let's it
1: pop away,
0: Chris
2: in. and Chris. All right,
1: Chris, <laughs> take it away. All right, so I'm here with Chris from Get Hands Dirty. Chris, how's it going?
3: Hey, how's it going, Chris? <laughs> I know you
1: got double Chris here. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very common name. I don't know how it is in uh, in Portugal, but growing uh, up here, I was I was always like one of five Chris's in all my
3: classes. No, it's not very common here. I mean, there are a few but not too much
1: yeah it's not not that problem where you had to like come up with a nickname <laughs> yeah. for yourself or anything
3: <laughs> yeah and, and my name is actually uh christiana but uh-huh. um, there are mostly uh christinas so i often okay. get uh, miss how do you yeah. say uh, yeah yeah it's uh, like uh <laughs> here it's
1: like christian or christopher would be like the equivalent yeah. i guess <laughs> but anyway, that's I guess that's enough talk about names we're we'll just both call ourselves Chris, so it'll get confusing sure. if there were luckily, there's no third person here, so it won't get too confusing <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so uh, how's it going like what do what are you working on right now?
3: Okay, I'm working on um kind of a big project now, yeah, uh, now, I heard
1: you say that are yeah. are you allowed to talk about it? This isn't gonna come out for a few weeks so uh
3: okay, so it's fine because okay uh so I'm working on uh a remodeling of my pseudo kitchen okay (laughs) so uh there's actually um a wall that you never seen on the videos here Uh um that's behind the two doors for the balcony uh and i have just a basic setup like a table and a refrigerator and uh some cabinets with stuff and uh-huh. it's always a huge mess and I just wanted to make it look much uh, more organized and, you know, look, uh, make it look better, better so I can actually put, put the camera. into Yeah, put it on video. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: don't have to be embarrassed about <laughs> because,
3: it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm always struggling. Oh, I can uh put the camera on this direction because you will see yeah. like my trash <laughs> can or <laughs> or a pack you know, of water bottle bottles or something like that yeah
1: <laughs> that's actually i'm sure you get this question a lot and that's always something that i wonder when i watch your videos because the space that you're working in is very intriguing like it looks <laughs> to to me a viewer it looks like you're mixing or working on a mix of like a balcony that's outside of your workshop but then your workshop looks like it's like a like a studio or like a studio apartment like mm-hmm. you like live and work in the same space
3: yeah yeah that's actually what what is happening uh uh-huh. this used to be a, a, an office at first uh that's how i rented. it <laughs> mm-hmm. and um and the first time that i've uh no at, at first when i came here i came with more three friends so we shared this place as fine fine art students okay and um after a few months or a few like a year um uh-huh. they wanted to leave so uh, i had another colleagues here and, and then everyone left and i kept the place so i've been here for about 10 years now oh wow <laughs> yeah that's quite a lot of time and you can actually see the progress of how the space uh have been looking d- during all these years yeah. in 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 the first episode of the loft bed slash workspace series uh-huh. and on that series is actually when i built the the space where i'm right now which has yeah um, like the desk, cove yeah, area the desk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. and i have a bed on top of that
1: that's cool because that That really provides a lot of opportunities since you live in where you work. It provides a lot of opportunities for you to make content that's, you know, if it was me doing the same thing, it would just be making upgrades to the garage, upgrades to the garage, which, Mm -hmm. you know, can kind of get boring and repetitive. But for you, since you actually live there, it gives you a lot of opportunities to make aesthetic, you know, pretty things, but then very functional things that...
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's very challenging because I just don't want to make things... Um, quick and easy uh, you know most of the times I need to think yeah aesthetically like you're saying because I don't want to be uh, spending 24 hours in a place that right. looks like rubbish so
1: yeah that's a good point yeah. Yeah, there it puts like an extra importance on every little thought that you have because you're going to be living with it constantly and yeah. also I would guess that space is at a premium so you don't want to just, like, make something that isn't really right for the, the environment. So I guess let, let's kind of go back to early on when you started doing this. So I think I kind of stumbled across your channel pretty much at the exact same time that I started putting videos up. But I guess, I don't know, maybe you can just talk about how you got into it, um, mm-hmm. either making or then how you came to start putting videos on YouTube.
3: Okay, so I started making, uh, since I was a young kid, really, I always used to make uh, gifts for family and closer friends, and uh, as uh, as I grew up, I started to make objects and, I don't know, a lot of things that didn't have a specific purpose. Uh, And they weren't for anyone specifically. So I guess that just led me into studying arts. And Uh so I I graduated on sculpture in fine arts faculty here in Porto. That's where I live. I'm from Portugal. Uh And um, but how I got into this video making thing, um, I've always enjoyed making different things. So even in faculty... I didn't just make uh, three-dimensional objects. I always wanted to incorporate other medias, like uh-huh. working video and incorporating video projections or even monitors or whatever okay. in, in the objects or uh, working sound and music and um, photography, whatever. So right. I've always enjoyed making different things and... Um, I guess that was the principle to get me into making these videos uh, because I'm working, I'm making three-dimensional stuff. But at the same time, I'm working the video part right. and all the editing and making, I don't know, sometimes a few small animations. And right. there, there's a lot of things to to care about. And uh, so my brain is not just stuck in one type of process.
1: So it's basically just a, a platform to... To take all of those interests that you had and combine them into making one thing, which I guess, you know, the main part of whatever you're doing is the video, because that's the part that yeah. the world is going to consume.
3: Exactly. Yeah, that's how I see my work currently. Uh, if if I was going to call, uh, let's say, a work of art uh, to right. anything that I do, it would be the video and not the object itself. Yeah, um, the I always think about it the me, same way. Yeah. Are, are like they are the way of getting the final object which is the video for me yeah, yeah i always
1: kind of think about it as that the whatever you're making is the subject of the video but then the video is the actual project because mm-hmm. like i was saying that's what the people are gonna see i mean yeah. re- you know a very small group of people are gonna be the or especially for you it's pretty much gonna live in your in your studio slash home so mm-hmm. you're pretty exactly. much the only one who's gonna <laughs> see the project itself yeah, yeah i yeah. guess and your friends Yes, <laughs> <laughs> unless you make them wear a blindfold when they come over or something. <laughs> hey, you're not allowed to see it. Only on video. Mm. <laughs> no. Okay. So then, no. so then, going back. So you said you were studying yeah. sculpture mm-hmm. when you were in school. Was there a thought at that time? Like, was there ever a different kind of a career trajectory that you saw yourself mm. having?
3: Uh, not exactly. I mean, the only time that I actually um thought about something concrete in my future uh it had nothing to do with sculpture it had to do with music so okay uh I can yeah, play the drums of, <laughs> yeah, I play a few instruments but mostly drums and i've I play guitar for um uh, a lot more time than I play drums, but uh-huh. somehow it just um I just it didn't I didn't progress. As much in the guitar, okay. Um, so, would so, you consider
1: drums your main instrument then?
3: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
1: we got to uh, be- like everybody that I talk to that's in this space—they're mm. all musicians. Also, they all used to play music. I'm like, man, we got to start like a yeah, there are a, a lot of YouTube makers, makers so. band yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, everybody's into it. It seems like
3: yeah, I actually had that idea once, and I and I wrote an email to David Picciuto <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> It was just when I started up the channel. Um, yeah. asking if he was like interested in the idea of course um, he didn't mean to be rude but he said like he had a lot of things to think about so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well maybe but, now uh, we'll, we'll put it out there I'm I'm in Chris if you want to do it if you want to start okay. a band I'll be part of it yeah, we'll get David cool. on guitar you're on drums I, I can play bass or drums or keyboards or whatever whatever you guys need I'll fill in
4: <laughs> okay cool uh, We're starting.
1: What what should our name be? Uh, The YouTubers. I don't know. (laughs) We'll we'll come up with something better. Yeah. So, yeah. So, career trajectory. Go ahead.
3: So, uh, I never... I guess I live uh, day after day, mostly. I don't create, like, these big expectations um, for the future. I mean, I I expect a lot from me. uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of a perfectionist. But um, I just... I don't... I don't dream uh, <laughs> specific things. Okay, so, so you just kind of seeing yeah. where it takes you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah. when I finished school, uh, it was uh, 2012, I just... I, 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 I'm i not saying that I felt lost, but uh, I wasn't getting anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Because when, when you're studying art, you're supposed to be an artist, and you're not supposed let's say to work to anybody you know it's right you are your own boss and you're supposed to come up with these creations and and try to put them on galleries and museums and all that stuff um and I wasn't getting much of that so Mm -hmm. and at the same time uh I started to to watch a lot of YouTube (laughs) yeah and I guess it was when I was finishing uh, on, on the fifth year, um, I I found a few channels back then, like seven years ago, I think, or six. Yeah. Uh, so, the, m- most of us weren't making videos yet. I just found, yeah. like, C. Ramsey and Wood Whisper. Um, yeah. So, I, I got really engaged with this Technique somehow, with this media, uh-huh. with this woodworking thing that I never uh, thought of. I never had this passion to work with wood and have all this machinery and you know that, that, that never happened to me and and that, that's, that's actually uh, pretty weird because as an art student, I've always worked from the idea and I never worked from the, um, the material. Mm -hmm. and i guess that still does but suddenly when watching all these videos i wanted the the technique itself i wanted to learn all these ways of making things uh Mm -hmm. i don't know what things but you know to create all the environment uh where i could start creating things um yeah so yeah that's how i fell in love like with table saws and and all the <laughs> power, power tools, tools yeah. and, and and now recently some hand tools I'm starting to uh, yeah. collect a few hand tools. Yeah, um, so you just
1: keep adding to the stable yeah. of different things that you have at your exactly. disposal and you can get more yeah. and more creative from there. Yeah. So, let me ask you this. So, how long have you how long ago was it that you put up your first video?
3: It was on March 2015, so, okay, so uh, two years ago, basically. A little bit and, over two years, okay. Yeah.
1: So would you say that at that time, and I know you said you don't really have expectations for things, but do you mm-hmm. think that where you are now, that it's surpassed what you would have thought it could, it would have been? Or, like, I don't know, what mm-hmm. was your kind of frame of mind when you were at that time?
3: Um, well, I, I never think that, uh, oh, one day I'm going to achieve uh 100 subscribers 1000 one whatever right. um of course in the back of my head um I know I I kind of know that someday that might happen but right. um I don't, I didn't create Didn't focus on it yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so uh w- when I hit the 100,000 subscribers um of course it was it wasn't uh, like a huge surprise because I was seeing the numbers raising right. on on the previous yeah. You're months building and days towards and... it for months and yeah. months and then it, it felt good, but it didn't feel like like a, yeah. a, a pri- like winning. Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it didn't um... feel like a, a an ending point or whatever. Mm. Oh
3: yeah, no, I... no, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Sometimes, yeah, like because I I just passed that a, like I don't know a couple weeks ago, and um. It's funny like I think when I started I had that as like kind of one of my initial goals was to get there and then you focus on the numbers a lot or at least I did I focused on the numbers a lot getting there and then you hit it and it's kind of like all right well it's just a number mm-hmm. like you know <laughs> it's not like these things just switch yeah. once you you cross that now you know everything's different for you all of a sudden mm-hmm. it, it, so it is kind of no. a weird feeling when you yeah. focus on that and then really nothing happens when you cross it.
3: Yeah it's, it's like your birthday you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're uh, yeah, a lot 31 of people, or
1: 32, yeah. there's no real difference.
3: And a lot of people just ask these silly questions. So how do you feel now that you have, let's say, 18 years old? And right. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 the somehow same thing. the same. Yeah.
1: It's just a number. Mm-hmm. So I guess let's go back. So more questions that I have, kind of about where you're working. So one of the really interesting videos for me was the one that you did. Is it called a terrarium? Mm-hmm. The um. You know you put it out a couple months ago Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting because you know You could hear all the detail of like the city And stuff when you were working out on your patio mm-hmm. So it sounded like You're like in a I don't know like a city square Or something like I could hear like music <laughs> Off in the background yeah. and stuff
3: Well uh, I'm actually on the Main street uh, okay. of Porto it's it's like the commercial Street with uh-huh. All the, those shops and d- During the day it's really busy There's a lot of uh, cars and part of the of the street is it's just for um, How do you say for, for traffic? Pe- uh, for No, for, yeah, just uh, walking walking.
1: <laughs> yeah, not not for driving.
3: Not for driving exactly okay uh, But the, the the part of the street um, uh, In front of my of my uh, place is uh-huh. It has cars. So uh, okay. the cars are allowed to to, to be here and there's a lot of buses and uh, because Porto is recently becoming more and more touristic, there there Uh are even more like um, weird vehicles like trains with wheels uh, where tourists are just, you know, (laughs) passing by and waving their hands. (laughs) (laughs) How high up Um, are you? I'm in the fifth floor, which is the last one from this building.
1: Yeah. Okay, you're on the top.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, because it looks like you're high up in in the yeah uh, w- you know, in what I can see from the shots.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then you don't have to worry about like tourists driving by and be like, "Hey,
3: it's Chris. I recognize you." <laughs> uh, yeah, I got actually recognized twice. <laughs> oh wow! By f- foreign people. Yeah. <laughs> where were
1: th- Where were they from? Were they American? Uh,
3: no, they were uh, both from uh from France and I've I've met a few more uh, fans Uh, one Mm -hmm. from Germany and another one from France Uh, nice yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it's always interesting like you know right now obviously we're meeting for the first time but we've spoken through emails and everything but it's always funny especially because I was watching YouTube for such a long time before I got into making stuff to now kind of like be in that fraternity with people and and then get to talk to them and have conversations with them Mm -hmm. sometimes it's kind of surreal to talk to the people that you've been watching for such a long time
3: (laughs) yeah um i guess that i don't feel that much with you i don't know i'm not big enough of a star (laughs) no (laughs) that's not that i actually have you in in uh, big consideration um but um I don't know, it's... You don't... um, How do you say? Um, Not intimidating? Exactly. You don't intimidate me as much. (laughs) Well, you better watch Uh, out.
1: If I ever meet you in real life, you're going to be scared. uh, Just joking. mm, I don't think so. Yeah,
3: I think we could hang out a few times if we lived close. Yeah, (laughs) Maybe, I don't know.
1: Yeah, we could uh, start that band that we're always talking about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
1: Yeah, like for me, actually, so... Earlier this week, I interviewed Mark, the Wood Whisperer, and I had been watching him for forever. So, like, I can tell when I listened back to the podcast that I'm really speaking fast, which I tend to do sometimes anyway. But I could tell l- listening to it that I'm oh, I'm nervous. Like, you can just oh. hear that different like <laughs> cadence in my voice just because. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that he's a TV star or anything, but I've been watching him for such a long time, and then to actually meet him, it's like, whoa, this is weird.
3: <laughs> yeah it's, it's like he's like a monster in, in our makers <laughs> community uh, like uh, in a good way, of course. yeah it's, he's
1: one of the one of the first. It's
3: yeah, one of the first. if not the first uh, I mean of course Jim Daressa was here, but uh, educationally, I think yeah. he was probably the first and yeah yeah, and uh, I think and also
1: it, it has a different place for me because it was when I was learning and I did a lot of the learning through mm-hmm. him. Like, you know, yeah. he was one of my main sources of information at that time.
3: Yeah, I did the same. And um, I've always been... It's not just uh, what you learn from him. It's also the quality of the videos. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like five years ago, th- there wasn't much of that. Uh, right. Good good camera and good audio and, and yeah. um, good sh- showing of the process and... You know, I, I remember watching a bunch of videos with just a guy on his old gar- garage uh, with a point shoot camera with low yeah. lights, just making yeah. things with the camera in the same place for almost th- the whole time. and um, right. And he, he felt almost like a TV show somehow. Right. So Yeah, it was actually guess, like well produced. I guess. Yeah.
1: Now, it's funny because so he has like very much like a teaching style. Now, I don't know what you consider yourself, but I consider myself as not a teacher. Like, my videos, I always say that they're kind of entertainment disguised as a tutorial. Like, it's really just more about, like, people enjoying watching somebody build stuff. And I think of your videos as kind of the same. Like, you know, they are mm-hmm. a lot of, like, detail shots. And it's not you so much, like, you know, talking to the camera and explaining how to do things. There's a few little tips that you can you can take away from it. But was that a... I guess, how did you find your style? Was that just something that naturally happened? Or was that um, something Mm. that you really thought about going into to figure out your style?
3: Mm, I guess that when I started, I wanted to make something that wasn't exactly what I end up making. Uh
4: Um,
3: And that happened because I thought, you know, I I always wanted things to be a little more artistic than educational, maybe. Right. So I thought that I couldn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish at first, and I couldn't get in front of as many people if I just started to make like purely artistic artistic videos about things, or uh, uh-huh. you know, if if I did post, let's say, the the third episode of the love bed, which in in which I have an an introduction that is more poetic and you know conceptual um, as my first video that didn't work. I mean, uh, because no one knew about me. So I guess that in the back of my mind, I thought that I had to, to make things in a way that I could grab people first. Right. And maybe be more, um, I don't know.
1: Maybe Mm -hmm. like approachable to people. So something that they could look at and be like, okay, I'll watch this. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not, yeah some like weird thing straight off the bat so kind of like an introduction to people
3: yeah 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 yeah. and so yeah that's what i thought that first i needed to grab people and then kind of educate them as i go Mm -hmm. uh and put out different content just a little a little bit of a difference every time right and and until i get to, to yeah to the point where i'm at and probably I will keep moving as I go Uh, (laughs) I I, I don't consider that I'm uh, today doing exactly what I I mean I'm doing what I want to be doing but uh, but not that you'll be
1: doing the same thing in five years from now Mm -hmm. it's gonna keep keep changing and evolving
3: exactly yeah
1: yeah I think that's kind of my same like if I look at my first video it it actually is kind of close to what I'm doing now and that Mm -hmm. just happened by chance I think but um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like it's a tighter version that I'm doing now or, you know, a better version of what I was doing than now. And hopefully that continues to happen. And I, and I think that's what happens with everybody, because, you know, just like you get better at making pieces of furniture through time, you also get better at how to tell the story and how to make the video. It's yeah, just, of course. you know, there's definitely a learning curve there and something that we're all, yeah you know, even though it was an interest of yours, like you said, you probably didn't have like. A ton of technical background in it so mm-hmm. you're kind of figuring things out as you go
3: yeah but i still do that like in, <laughs> in in most of the videos that you see me doing things i'm making them for the first time so yeah yeah it's, same with it still <laughs> happens a lot like the first time i shot a nail a nails through a gun it was yeah. on a video and cutting half lap joints and i don't know a lot of things yeah. um so those those things still happen um uh-huh. but in uh going back to to you and what your videos are and used to be, I guess that you have a very specific personality on your videos and uh mm-hmm. and you built that from from the begin fr- from the first one uh i think uh you can yeah of course you can probably tell that my f- I don't know my first, because uh, it's 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 kind of weird for me to watch the first one. But you know uh-huh. the the second or the third or whatever, you can still see that okay this is Krish, this is a Get hand story video. Uh-huh. But uh, in your case, I think it's it's really strong the, the uh-huh. personality and the way that that you do things. You know the type of camera angles and and the fact that you make a voiceover on top that's not um exactly a description of what's going on it's it's yeah it's a different uh text yeah it's uh it's kind of philosophical most of the times and let me ask you this so then
1: being that english is not your first language but you mm-hmm. chose to to do your videos in english do you think that that hinders your ability to show your personality at all?
3: Uh, a little. I don't know. <laughs> Never had a thought specifically on about that. But I used to to write a lot when I was younger, and uh-huh. you know, some poetry or some I don't know how to call it, some texts. And yeah. um, and I don't do that in English. The few times that I did that was on on the the loft bed episodes when the <laughs> the videos got a little bit more um poetic or philosophical yeah, deeper in, in, deeper yeah in the beginning yeah. um but other than that I'm I'm kind of just um uh, going through the the steps in a more descriptive way sometimes just adding some curiosities or something like right. that right not yeah so when you started so, uh,
1: doing it, oh, no, go ahead, sorry.
3: <laughs> so I was saying that uh, artistically, I'm not writing in English uh, as much, yeah.
1: So then when you started doing it, how much, or was there ever a time like where you went back and forth trying to decide like, okay, should I narrate these things in English? Mm. Should I do them? Should I not talk at all? Mm-hmm. Like was what kind of thoughts did you have at that time?
3: Before beginning, I wanted I didn't want to make voiceovers or anything like that, but then again, because I wanted to grab people, and I thought that it was better. Because I don't know, <laughs> I just I just took it as a as an example. Bob Claggett, for example, that he narrates yeah. every single video, and I see that people engage. Uh, right. M- maybe better than other people that don't do voiceovers at all so i just thought that maybe i should do that and i tried it and it wasn't that bad so i just kept doing that but i have a few videos where i don't have uh words on them yeah Um, that terrarium one yeah (laughs) yeah i chose to speak english mostly because all the vocabulary that i know about the woodworking okay yeah it's 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 in English because I watched everything right. that I learned was on YouTube so yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's interesting so then it I d- essentially I don't even know yeah you how... learned woodworking in English
3: exactly yeah I don't even know to say most of the things most of the techniques and even names for tools uh, I don't know how yeah. to say them in Portuguese so it didn't make sense to go to the dictionary like a lot of times or even yeah i'm I'm sure that some of the words don't even exist like pocket right. holes, for example, yeah. Th- there are no pocket holes in here, you know <laughs> and so <laughs> and for example, Forstner bits, they just uh-huh. call them uh, like uh, router bits or something uh-huh. I mean in Portuguese, but um. Yeah, it might just be even somebody's, like, last name
1: or something. Who knows? (laughs) Bob Forstner. Inventor of the Forstner bit.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but there are a lot of tools that I don't don't know the name, and some of them don't have a specific translation to Portuguese. Yeah, so it just kind of made sense.
1: So then, let me ask you this. I don't even know if you know this, but when you look at your analytics, like, where's the bulk of your audience from?
3: So, the biggest... Percentage is from Europe. If you think of Europe, okay. like like if it was United States, yeah, like yeah. Uh, but the but the sec- in second place is uh, is the U.S. So uh-huh. as a country, uh, the U.S. is okay is where. But at, okay, is, yeah.
1: <laughs> So as a territory, Europe, but as just one country, the U.S.
3: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then there's the the, the other English speaking countries.
1: Mm -hmm. What about Brazil? Is Brazil big for you?
3: It's not extremely big because I don't speak in Portuguese. Yeah, as you say, otherwise it probably would be, huh? Yeah, but there's actually something funny or not that... um, I get a lot of comments from Brazilian people telling me to speak in Portuguese,
4: Uh but
3: I actually have a video that is narrated in portuguese and i got some comments from brazilian people saying they they couldn't understand anything oh <laughs> uh, really it's like a different pro- accent yeah and we we also have a few different words and the accent is totally different yeah so they couldn't I know, understand
1: like, my my wife is mexican so she speaks spanish that was her first language mm-hmm. but then i know yeah like people from spain speak spanish differently than she does
3: yes yeah, but but even in the U.S., you have different uh, yeah. accents, and yeah, we we also have East Coast, have, West Coast. Yeah, yeah, we also have that in Portugal, and yeah, we have like in in an island called Açores. People, if you hear some um, like a couple of people talking uh, with each other fast, you can you can almost understand anything. Yeah, because the accent is so different even yeah. though the words are pretty much the same. It's not like the Brazil. Uh, yeah, the words are the same, but the pronunciation is very, very different.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go back to the kind of project stuff. I know I, mm-hmm. I recently watched, or I think you just put it out, like maybe yesterday, the, the one where you built the grass box things for the mm-hmm. company. Yes. How, how sick of building those boxes did you get? Making 15, did you make 15 of them?
3: Yes, I did make fifteen of them. That's
1: a lot. That's uh, a lot of rep- repetition.
3: Yeah, um, I typically hate doing repetitive work, uh-huh. um, but I don't know. It was a commission, and uh, it's <laughs> uh, worth accepting, uh-huh. so I did it. Uh, and at first, it was just fine, like making all the cuts and the rabbits, but then. Mm-hmm for the assembly it started to become really tiring not just because of making the same process over and over but also because the boxes were quite big and heavy yeah. uh, a and, I'm, and i'm and i'm very small and short person so <laughs> <laughs> uh it was really tiring physically you know because i had to pick them up and and pile them and yeah uh, rotate them and doing 15 in a row every movement that I did I almost did uh with all of them uh and at some point I just didn't know what to do with them so I could move myself inside here so I put yeah. half of them in in the terrace and I thought I sh- uh, for for finishing I thought that I would just spray them with my sprayer gun yeah but that didn't work very well I don't know my sprayer gun is is not so well and uh, I got some drips, uh, so I just forget uh-huh. that and went with the the roller. Yeah, and it worked really, really good. Uh, I got these roll rolls. How do you say it? the roll itself? The... Yeah, a roller. Mm. Uh, the... Yeah, the roller itself. It's meant to to be used specifically with varnish and. Uh-huh it gives just uh, very smooth and uh, finish. Yeah. To try that so... out sometime.
1: So then it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they use them. Maybe if you were bigger and they were easier to move around, it would have been cool to do like some kind of animation where like you could show a bunch yeah. of different configurations, but you're yeah, just like, I'm I... too tired. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, I had that idea at first, but then I was just so tired and I just wanted to get rid of that job because I needed to start this kitchen thing that I'm doing right now. Yes. Yeah. So time was running out, and uh, I just T- time to move on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you have a project or video? So it could be something different, but anything that you're most proud of that's on your channel right now, or, or yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it that you're most proud mm. of.
3: Um, I guess the whole loft bed slash workspace project uh-huh. um is my favorite one let's say because it was the most challenging and that's actually something that I get to keep for myself so Mm -hmm. I keep using it and looking at it and I'm not tired of it and it's been about a year now so it's I think yeah I'm proud of that and again I'm very small and uh, fragile somehow so <laughs> it's 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 really nice to look at something that's this big and, uh-huh. and and it worked and it's still pretty solid and good looking and yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a really great project. I also really liked the one that you did a couple months ago with the the chair that could kinda like transition into like a bed and a chair. Oh yeah,
3: the I, small sofa, yeah, yeah. I thought that was great
1: <laughs> just because there was so many technical things that went into it it seemed like a very challenging project yes. so it was really cool to see it come together
3: it also was um yeah it, it it's just one object with one video and i spent about one and a half months working on it oh, wow. i had yeah. all kinds of interruptions during that month i don't know i don't specifically know what happened but I remember that I had a lot of different things, life things and work things, but from beginning to finish was like one and a half months, so um, Mm -hmm. a lot of sweat and patience went into that project. and. It was really challenging to try to do something without using specific hardware, like metal hardware to flip or yeah. something like that. So I just had to put my thinking cap on yeah. a few times and come up with a solution just using wood and physics, I guess.
1: Yeah, but that it's, I mean, it seems like that video performed really well for you. So it's, it's nice when, yeah, you took that extra mm. time to, to create something like that, but... I think it's something that will or has been doing well for you, and will continue to do well for you because it's yeah. such an original piece.
3: Yeah, it's growing really, really fast uh, in relation to all the other videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that this doesn't always happen. Like the the amount of effort that you put into something, it's not um, right. Um, how do you say? Um,
1: yeah, it doesn't always translate into the amount yeah, of benefit that the, it gives you. Mm-hmm,
3: exactly. Uh, but in this case, I kind of expect, I mean, I don't, I didn't expect to, to get into the views that I'm getting right now. Um, I, I didn't create numbers in my head, but right. I I thought that, I pretty thought that this project might have some, um, might captivate a lot of attention on people. And that's, I guess that's mostly because that's something that most people can search before. and if yeah. even if they're not searching if it is on the, um, the suggestions bar on the right yeah. side or in the
1: recommended videos uh, or whatever
3: exactly. Um, yeah. people get to click because it's something that most people can relate to because it's a sofa everyone sits and yeah. everyone's curious about seeing how this thing can flip and I don't know I guess it was uh, a nice idea and but Again, I didn't make this for the sake of the video uh, specifically, because I really needed uh, a place for friends and family to sit when they just come over uh, and have a place for, you know, someone to sleep occasionally. Mm-hmm. So it was really something that I needed. Uh, and it, it works really good uh, in here, and it ended up working really good as a video and has yeah. a product
1: Yeah. So, you know, on the show, I always like to do hypothetical questions to people. So I just had a hypothetical question pop into my head um, while you were talking. So let's say that you could only choose one of these scenarios. You could either choose to make a project every two weeks, but they had to be like smaller in scale, or you had to wait two months. You always had to have two months per video, but they could be really big, grand projects. Mm. What do you think you would choose? And let's just for the sake of, of the question. Sh- let's just mm-hmm. take like the okay. whole analytics yeah. part of it off of the table. So it's just mm-hmm. what you would enjoy.
3: Okay, I would definitely enjoy uh, spending two months with the project Me and too. elaborating. <laughs> huh? You too. You too. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there are some videos in in my channel. There, I wouldn't say that I'm not comfortable with because I am, but. They're not, it doesn't mean as much as other ones. So, um, and I know that I did those to kind of fill up in time and, you know, just so that the channel won't be um, abandoned. (laughs) for right. too much time. Because the projects that I often care most are the projects that take a, lo- a long amount of time. So I guess that's what I really enjoy, spending as much time as needed. And just um, another example is my editing. Um, mm-hmm. when, when I finish a project, I always end up um, editing for too much time, let's say. Yeah, um, I do the same. <laughs> I don't know, I just I just wouldn't enjoy to put up all the footage together and uh put it uh quickly running and throw a title yeah. and you know. I I'm yeah. not saying that that's not interesting because that's what uh some people that we also enjoy watching do. But that's that's not me, you know.
1: Right um, I think at the end of the day, it it comes down to what you enjoy doing and that's the way that you enjoy making videos. And I'm, I think we're the same in that regard. That's the way that I enjoy Mm -hmm. making the videos too. And I think it can, in terms of the way that people receive it, it can make such a difference in the way that you edit it all together. And so I always have that in mind when I'm editing that, you know, I want to spend that extra time to make it more of a Entertaining piece, or more mm-hmm. of a special thing for them. But also for think, you, I mean, oh, go ahead.
3: I think. But also special for you. That's oh okay. yes, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, just what you enjoy, and and that's I guess kind of the bottom line of what I'm saying is, you have to do. The way you have to do it the way that you enjoy it at the end of the day because that's the only way that it's going to be sustainable and Mm -hmm. that you're going to keep doing it. Yes. You know, if you hated the way that you had to edit (laughs) videos, you'd be like, oh, forget this. I'm going to go do something else.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I think. Um, Although there are a few steps in my case that I don't like that much. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, the voiceover part, it's actually the part that I. How do you say procrastinate? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> more to, to do. Uh, I kind of I put all the footage together. That's the most exciting part for me, and uh-huh. see how everything uh, looks outside the camera, like in a big screen, um, right. and cut everything perfectly where I want. And okay, I I could just forget about the voiceover, but. I know that the way that I filmed some things and during the process of making, I start to create these uh, sentences and, you know, yeah. structure, a verbal structure in my mind that I know that I want to put on the final product. So I just, right. most of the times I can not just go ahead and 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 do it without the voiceover because there are some parts that need some explanation. I mean the video can live without that but it's not the same even for me. Uh I wouldn't feel as proud let's say of the work right. if if it doesn't have all these things that I thought that would make sense.
1: Right. Yeah, that's something that I think about a lot too cuz it I I don't know if procrastinates the right word for me. I think it's probably the right word for you. But um yeah, it's just something where you sometimes say, well, it would be easier for me to just put the video out right now Mm -hmm. without doing a voiceover and it might perform exactly the same. Who knows? You know, there's no way to really know for sure, but something, yeah, kind of looking at that, that pride part of it. So if you say, well, these are things that I'm I'm making and that are going to be on the internet, you know, for forever, probably. (laughs) So in 10 years, what do you want to be able to look back at and be proud Mm -hmm. of and so yeah okay it is worth that extra two hours that it's going to take me to write a voiceover and record it Mm -hmm. and edit it and put it all in there it's worth it because this is going to be there forever and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day i want to i want to look back at it and and say yep that's that's That's, what i was doing
3: (laughs) that's how i think about it as well yeah Mm -hmm. like um i always try to live uh, in a way that I I want to try to make the older me look back and be yeah. proud of what I what the younger me was. So yeah, or at the very I, least, not embarrassed of it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I try. I always try. I'm not saying that I'm always trying to do the best that I could because doing the best that I could uh, often means taking maybe the two months that you were talking about yeah um not for every single project but for some of them um yeah but yeah like in the amount of time that's available i always try right. to to do things that yeah I there's
1: like. that there's that balancing act between too much time mm-hmm. and and then giving it the time that it deserves so it's basically saying okay here's a, a reasonable amount of time that i can dedicate this to this thing Mm -hmm. how do I make it the best that I can and that I'm able to at this point in my life with that time
3: yeah I I actually had a a question uh not kind of question it's more of a curiosity uh for you that's actually related to time so maybe it's it's a good uh it's a good moment to incorporate that so I wanted to just to ask how do you manage Mm -hmm. your time like you have a wife and a kid and the house to take care of and all your a job. Yeah. (laughs) Full time job. And you just work on the weekends, I suppose for the channel. I don't know. It's
1: pretty much evenings and weekends. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of times what I like to do is, so if I know I have a really big project coming up, I'll use like a vacation day from work and just say, okay, if I can get, if I can dedicate like these 10 hours in a day to like really get this project like kicked off and get a a really good start on it. Mm -hmm. Now over the course of the next week, I can just use the weekend and and a couple hours per evening to like, you know, get it most of the way there. Um, So that's usually the way that I go about it. Um, I mean, it's definitely hard, but it is one of those things where kind of going back to the question that I asked you about, you know, the two weeks or the two months. Mm -hmm. Per project, since I 'm like you and I would rather have more time, so even if I had all the time in the world or not all the time in the world, but let's just say I was doing this as a full- time job, mm-hmm. it would still be almost impossible to come up with a unique new project every week yes. or every two weeks It's just you know you need that time to have inspiration and, mm-hmm. and to to think of things and to develop those things because you know I, I usually don't want to put out my very first idea of something I want to have the idea and then draw it 10 times and like really hone in on what I want it to be. So in a way, I think the, the, the way that my channel is structured is is how it can work best with, for somebody that has a full time Mm -hmm. job and those other obligations. And who knows? I mean, maybe if I was doing it full time, then my mindset would switch and I would start Mm -hmm. thinking of more smaller things that I can Mm -hmm. put out rapidly. But yeah, I mean, so maybe my frame of my, my way of thinking is, dictated by my reality of knowing that i only have that amount of time but mm-hmm. i don't think that's the case i think that that is my personality and and that they're just kind of they align well but yeah in terms of actual time management like it, it's very stressful i know i've talked mm-hmm. about this before a little bit but even though you know i do like my job my day job but just knowing that i have to be there 40 hours a week there's that <laughs> feeling of like oh man well i can't keep up with everybody else like everybody else is running and and mm-hmm. I'm shackled for eight hours per day to my desk. I can't be running with them. Um, yeah. So it's, and on it's the definitely... spare
3: time, you're doing your woodworking thing. So there's not yeah. much time left for other things, other activities. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is
1: pretty much, I mean, luckily it is my hobby and my second job. So, <laughs> you know, I don't have like, you know, I'm not like. Oh yeah. man, well, where am I going to find time to go skydiving? Like I wanted to mm. yeah, <laughs> pretty my my hobby is the woodworking guess. but even, uh, so I'll admit this, like there's times where I even feel guilty, like on the weekend where I'll be outside watching my son ride his bike or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's important, but then like part of me is like, Oh, I should really be in the garage working mm-hmm. right now. And I'll start to feel kind of guilty on both sides of that coin of guilty for not working you know I feel yeah. like I should be working but then if I did guilty for oh I should be watching my son ride his bike because that's important for him yeah. too mm-hmm. um so I don't know it's just I'm sure everybody has those kinds of thoughts and you know I don't think it makes me a bad person for <laughs> for having those guilty feelings but yeah that's it's tough it's tough but yeah you know hopefully yeah. I I just focus on making the best things that I can and then kind of coming into this my idea was I'll, I'll focus on that and then there's going to be opportunities that are going to come along and I'll just try to make the most of those opportunities when they do come along. So, mm-hmm. you know, and plenty of opportunities have come along so far and I think that they will continue to. And I think at some point, one of those opportunities is going to be doing this full time. And so when when that's a reality for me, I'll just have to, you know, have a conversation with my wife and then mm-hmm. jump into it, hopefully.
3: <laughs> but, but you're also making furniture to sell right like a commission Uh, work or something
1: not anymore so that's what i was doing before okay i still will but kind of so i I still get a lot of inquiries from people Mm -hmm. and what i usually tell them right off the bat is my number one focus is on the videos so because the number one request i get is they see a project in a video and then they want that and so i have to tell them Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm like well i can't really make a video on it so Mm. Yeah. But if you're interested in something else, basically as long as it's not so it's not a repeat build, you know, it makes for an interesting video that they can be happy with and that I can be happy with, and -hmm. that they're willing to deal with a longer lead time because I might have a few projects already lined up that I have to do. So as long as it meets all of those criteria, then I'm happy to still take a commission piece, but Mm -hmm. because you know, you mix that in with the fact that it's expensive most people who contact me, it's probably not going to turn into a reality. But that's one of the Mm -hmm. other things that I'm hoping happens is that, you know, so far with the videos, I've been mostly building things for myself, things that I either wanted or needed. Yeah. But I'm starting to hit a point where I don't need the stuff that I'm building anymore. (laughs) So hopefully that can kind of be worked into the business model of, okay, well, I'll come up with projects that interest me, and I'll build them. And, you know, my focus will still be on the video. But then, as a byproduct of making that video, I'm going to be left with a piece that I can sell. Mm -hmm. So it won't be custom in terms of like, you know, people being able to dictate what they want or the size, but it can still be, you know, that's awesome. I would like to have that. And then it works out for somebody and I'll sell it. So I think that's something that can happen in the future for sure.
3: Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And how much time do you spend um, like sketching, Uh uh, going over the idea until you decide that it's, this is what I'm going for, and I'll yeah. just buy the wood. Uh, do, do, do you make like. I, I can see you do mostly um, um, digital drawing, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and h- yeah. how long does, does it take for you to do that? Because uh, I'm terrible with uh, digital drawing, uh, and even SketchUp, I, I yeah. just. <laughs> I'm see, zero, I am uh, zero. Yeah, yeah. It I takes started me with that, so.
1: So, luckily, I can do that part of it pretty quickly. Oh, okay. Like, I, I, so I probably, like, just from the technical standpoint, I probably do that about as quickly as you might just sketch something by hand or, you know, within mm-hmm. reason, maybe not quite as quick. But the technical part of it is not the long part. It's more of mm-hmm. the thinking part of it that's the yeah. long part. And obviously, it varies from project to project. But like, if you look at this record player video that I put out last week, mm-hmm. um, or I guess to the listener a couple weeks ago. So, that one, a lot of time sketching because and in fact on my instagram people can go back and look there's an album that i put up where it has like my concept drawings for it and there were probably you know i don't know 15 oh yes i
3: that image yeah
1: yeah and they're totally, <laughs> totally. different ideas mm-hmm. like you know the only similarity that they share is that they're all made to hold a record player and records mm-hmm. but aesthetically they're completely different and so mm. i spent several hours coming up with ideas until one of them really excited me. Mm -hmm. And then once I got to that, then I probably spent another couple hours fine tuning it until I was really happy with it. And I think that that probably comes from the fact that my background was making custom pieces for people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're, when you're designing a piece that you're going to sell to somebody for a few thousand dollars, you know, you want to spend a lot of time coming Mm -hmm. up with it and making sure it's just right. And it, it a lot of people might look at it as like little tiny details, but they're the things that I really want to spend the time on to make sure that they're just right. Whereas if you're putting out a project per week, you kind of do have to probably be like, all right, here's the idea. Let's get going because I I have five days until I I need to turn this thing around. But yeah, I mean, so I like on a project like that, if I just had to guesstimate probably Mm -hmm. oof, five hours, six to okay. eight hours, just drawing stuff. And
3: yeah. And there's still time that you're not in front of the desk, but your brain keeps uh, evolving oh, yeah. the, the idea. And yeah, so that's an uncountable. I, know, I don't know if that word did exist.
1: Yeah. For, <laughs> for me, I always, but, yeah. I don't know what it is for you, but for me, I feel like one of my most creative times is in that, I always call it like the twilight moment before you when like you've laid down to go to sleep but you're not quite Mm. asleep yet and you're kind of like drifting off I've always had ideas pop into my Um, head right then I don't know if it's the same for other people but do you have a time where you feel like most creative or anything like that?
3: yeah for me it's actually the morning when I wake up it has been for years and years I just now do
1: you wake up on your own schedule or do you have like an alarm go off that wakes you up Uh,
3: sometimes I put up an alarm uh-huh. but uh but I'm, my life is not very scheduled, so yeah. I can spend a week waking up at seven o'clock or even six by myself, mm. you know, like the alarm it's at seven, but I wake up at six, and yeah. then I could spend another week waking at ten or yeah, but uh, I can't sleep much anymore if 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 I keep waking up um the contrary of early uh. Late. Late. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um if I if I keep waking up late, uh that's because I also went to bed late. So yeah. I, I can't sleep much anymore. Yeah. Um, See I think for
1: me the morning ends tends to not be that creative because I'm usually getting up at like five fifty in the morning because oh, yeah, I've ca- gotta go ca- to work.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but even when I went when I when I was on on uh, on school and even on faculty, most of the times I woke up and and I stayed for a few minutes or maybe one hour in bed mm-hmm. just thinking, thinking, you know, yeah. Yep. And and sometimes on the weekends I even I even um had this huge headache because i i didn't stand up i didn't go to eat anything so i just Uh stayed like three or four hours imagining this thing and Uh, uh, you just
1: like focused on it so hard yeah
3: yeah i'm i don't sketch a lot and that's actually because uh that's why i i asked you about that i don't Mm -hmm. sketch um many things sometimes i put up some really <laughs> bad drawings. I'm not uh, a, a very good uh, drawer. And uh, sometimes, occasionally, I make some scale models to visualize uh, three dima- three-dimensionally yeah. what I'm looking for because um, I, cannot, I cannot imagine uh, very well mechanics, you know, like things that move and flip. So that's why on the sofa video, for example, you see all those little, uh, scale models that I did Yeah. because I couldn't understand in my head how that would actually work. But, um, for most projects, I don't, I don't do, uh, drawings and I, I just lay down or sit on, on a chair for one hour or two looking to the infinite and yeah. uh, and imagining all, all all the things, all the steps, how am I going to cut this and what's the joinery and how am I going to do that and start to I start to see the problems uh, before yeah. they actually happen and, and of course most of the times I have to change uh, right. some design uh, details because I just find some uh, troubles on the way
1: See, that's one of the things that I really love about 3D modeling is that it mm. lets me do exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Cause I always, so my initial drawings, even in the 3D models, they're usually not technically accurate. So I'll have like big chunks of things that are not made out of small pieces of wood, the way that you Mm -hmm. would actually go about building it. But then once I have the aesthetic parts of it done, I'll always go through and make a detailed model. That's how I would actually build it. So essentially I'm building through the piece virtually mm-hmm. and i find that that really lets me encounter those problem areas yeah before i'm actually out in the shop and then think my way through them or come mm-hmm. up with alternate ways to do something exactly yeah. and it, it ends up i think saving me time in the long run mm-hmm. would you now do you are you interested in knowing how to and you just don't know how to use any 3d modeling software or what's um, kind of been your experience with that
3: <laughs> Uh, I wish I could, but I don't see myself uh, like spending one week or something learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see, see myself taking could... the time to do it. To do it, but I at the same time I, I wish I could do it. So um, I yeah. think I
1: could give but... you a crash course in SketchUp yeah. that would be like two hours. And yeah, you're not going to okay. be an expert, but it's going to be like here's the things that you want to know for for woodworking, and okay. and it would be enough to be like okay. That we should do it. Awesome. We should do a collaborative because, series. Chris teaches Chris.
3: <laughs> awesome. Because I've tried it a few times, and what happens is that I spend, like, one full afternoon trying to make a box. It's uh-huh. <laughs> and, and and I find it really hard to move objects in the same axis or, you know. Yeah. I, I replicate I... them, and then I want to put them just... just um, Hitting each other, and yeah. I can do that. They they are they aren't coplanar, and it yeah. just drives me nuts. And
1: I could teach you things, all that stuff so quick, Chris. Like I could get you. Yeah. I could get okay. you rolling on it real quick. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> let's do it. Let's. Yeah, that let's, would be cool. We'll talk about it another time. But yeah, that would, that would be a that'd be a cool thing to do. Because I th- and yeah. I think a lot of people would probably get a lot of benefit from that.
3: that but I think awesome. it
1: would definitely. I I think it could definitely help you, work more quickly and, and think yeah. about things. It's just another way to think about things. Mm-hmm. But kind of going back to that topic of when you feel most creative. So are there any things that you do when there are times that maybe you feel like you're having a block or like you're not being creative that mm. get you going?
3: Um, mostly I just take the day off for mm-hmm. two days and just do something else. Uh, yeah. Just get away from this place, uh, be with people or... Or maybe just watch, like, a full uh, season of some series or something. Yeah. Binge I- watch. <laughs> yeah, I-, I don't watch series often. I just do occasionally. And when I do, it's like one entire day I watch, like, the full yeah. season or something like that. <laughs> it's <laughs> just... Uh, that, let's get over with it. Because so- some of them, of course, are really um, catchy and I can just keep going and doing stuff so I just think, okay let's finish this (laughs) and then my head will be um, free for something else.
1: But I think that's an important thing, I mean I'm kind of thinking my way through what I'm going to say right now but in a way, yeah, the mind is kind of like a muscle where it needs time off from things so if you're constantly thinking about something, Mm -hmm. you can get fatigued from it or or you you stop thinking clearly whereas like sometimes you need so maybe a show or just hanging out with friends or Mm -hmm. maybe if it's on a on a shorter time scale maybe it's just going for a walk and listening to music or whatever you need to just like get your mind off of it sometimes so that then you can come back to it fresh or Mm -hmm. have new ideas you know just the same as you know if you were training your your body and you were working you know your Arms out or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit there and continually lift things because yes, you're going to fatigue and you're going to hit a point where you can't do it anymore. You need to step away and do something else, and then you can come back in a couple of days and do it again. Mm-hmm.
3: The the times that I do the things that I'm saying, it's mostly uh, in between projects, right? Yeah, or or in times that I don't feel um um sorry inspired. In, inspired, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Because during the projects when I'm mean to them it's it's really hard to to pull me off right. um and I, I I find a problem and I'm stick to that problem no matter what and right. and most of the times I I should just get away and uh, refresh my head but I, I just don't <laughs> uh, yeah. and most times I just keep having the headache and uh, yeah, and until i find the, the the real issue and and can and fix it yeah
1: i was kind of talking about it more from but, like the yeah, same if, mentality but, that you are of like creativity and and needing to feel inspired about something yeah um but yeah when you actually approach a problem while you're working it's probably yeah i, I would say i would tend to keep mm-hmm. thinking on it to, to yeah. try to find that solution or if anything maybe you have like something else that's another part of the project that you can kind of work on yeah for a few yeah, minutes. yeah yeah
3: definitely yeah maybe i yeah. sometimes i skip steps and do something else that i know that i enjoy making um mm-hmm. that's forward uh and then go back to to the problem yeah
1: Yep. well i know uh it's obviously a big time difference, so it might be starting to get late for you. I don't know if you, uh, you need to go eat dinner or something. <laughs> yes, but, I do. <laughs> I, I guess we should probably wrap it up, but it's been really cool okay. hanging out with you. It's it's cool to, you know, finally get to talk to you in real life after mm-hmm. emailing for several months mm-hmm. and everything. So thank you <laughs> yeah, for joining awesome. us and thank you for doing this.
3: Thank you so much for uh, inviting me and uh, really wanting me to to be part of this it's, it's awesome. Yes. And um, I, I usually don't talk much. I'm not much of a talkative person, even in real life. I mean, there are a few moments that I... Uh, I don't know if you have this expression, but in Portuguese, we say falar pelos cotovelos is when you talk uh, uh-huh. from the... How do you say this? Elbow? <laughs> it, it's it's a weird. It, it's when someone doesn't stop talking, just... Talks okay. the whole night and becomes yeah. um, uh, very tiring for other people. But yeah. uh, most of the times, I'm kind of um, um, quiet person. So,
1: in a, uh, in English, we call that <laughs> diarrhea of the mouth.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it means you're just like yeah. blah,
3: spitting out words. <laughs> yeah, that should mean the same. <laughs> it's uh, a little crude. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not too easy for me to have this type of um conversation. conversations yeah yeah but it it worked really well and i accepted it also because it was you so <laughs> i didn't expect to to feel uh too constrained um yeah yeah
1: it's because of my so. my non-intimidating presence
3: <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> that's cool. all right
1: Cool. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris. Um, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap it up now. So everybody make sure that you're following us on Instagram at Modern Maker Podcast. We're going to have another episode coming up on Thursday. And we'll be giving you more details on the YouTube video for all the two by 4 challenge videos and submissions that we had. So look forward to that. And we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye,
2: everybody. Bye. Hey, where'd you guys come from? <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've been sitting here quietly for an hour while the podcast was going. <laughs>
1: All right, later. Just
2: waiting for our moment. Yep.